leaky gut and laminitis, the first thing I actually look for with laminitis, even if they are insulin resistant or have equine metabolic syndrome, is I'm looking for gut health to make sure that we're not leaking any toxicity. Welcome to this episode of Healing Horses with Alicia. In episode 10 and 11 of this podcast, I had talked about both the equine microbiome and the benefits of probiotics for horses. And in one or both of those episodes, I had made mention of a condition called leaky gut and why we want to be mindful that we're detecting it if we think it might be present, and also some of the health problems that can result from horses having a leaky gut. So today, that's what I'm going to focus on so you get a good idea of what this condition is, how it starts. And also sometimes how to detect it. This one can be a little bit elusive uh, for a lot of people. And they really don't know sometimes when they're looking at their horse's health profile that they're actually dealing with a digestive problem. Now, the connection between this condition and other health conditions or other symptoms that may not look like they're associated with digestion is toxicity. And if you remember, I talked about this in previous episodes. But toxicity is one of the underlying causes of equine disease. So whenever we're looking to help a horse recover or we're practicing prevention, we always want to keep toxicity to a minimum. And I'll talk more about toxicity in another episode, but the connection between gut health and the rest of the body system, such as the immune system, for example, skin, musculoskeletal system endocrine system, they're all really heavily affected by toxicity. And so if we can start with gut health, it can really help set the stage for just better health and wellness overall. Now with leaky gut, something you also want to be aware of, this is not a diagnosable condition. And that's what makes it tough to detect sometimes if you don't know what you're looking for. But just based on diet lifestyle of the domesticated horse, I would say most horses have been affected by this at some point in their lives. And because it contributes to so many other equine diseases and health conditions, it's something you just want to be mindful of. You want to be aware of it. You want to make sure that you're not putting anything in place for that horse or several horses that are going to create risk factors for them. And one of the biggest conditions that this is associated with is laminitis. Because lamina is such a specialized tissue in the hooves, it is really susceptible to toxicity, any kind of toxicity. And so leaky gut and laminitis, the first thing I actually look for when I see a horse with laminitis, even if they are insulin resistant or have equine metabolic syndrome, is I'm looking for gut health to make sure that we're not leaking any toxicity into the general body system. And this condition is not well recognized, it's rarely diagnosed, and it's not effectively treated either. So we have to find ways to support our horses and do it in a more holistic way by removing risk factors and adding things to their diet or their program that is going to help promote healthy digestion. So let's kind of go through what it is first. This is going to be a little bit of review if you've listened to previous episodes. If you haven't, then this will be kind of help you connect the dots a little bit. So when we're talking about leaky gut, we're just referring to the hindgut. And the hindgut consists of the cecum and the large intestine. So both of those organs together make up the hindgut. It makes up about 65% of the entire digestive tract. 
So just based on that percentage alone, it really speaks to the importance in the digestive tract. Like if we're going to really help a horse digest better, we got to make sure that hindgut is working well. Inside the hindgut, the cecum and the large intestine, it contains about 10 to the 15 bacterial cells. So for those of you that remember basic math, that's 10 with 15 zeros behind it. So it's a very large number of bacterial cells. And their job is to ferment complex and structural carbohydrates and convert them into energy. And it goes through a process that produces volatile fatty acids, and that serves as an energy source for the horse. So when we are looking for ways to even help horses with their energy levels, again, the first place to look is the hindgut. Make sure that you're supporting their digestive system. Up to 75% of a horse's required energy comes from this process of fiber fermentation. Fermentation also has other benefits to it. It produces B vitamins and amino acids. And so in that in itself, if you have a horse that's not fermenting their fiber effectively, or there's some issues happening in that hindgut, which we're going to talk about, then you already know that maybe there's some nutrient deficiency starting to happen too. And so things can kind of spiral pretty fast there because now you've got added toxicity, you've got nutrient deficiencies, which are the two underlying causes of disease, two out of three. So add some stress in there and you can quickly see how general health starts to fall apart. So I just wanted to do a little bit of review there. Make sure you're clear on what part of the digestive system we're talking about and also to remind you what the function of that particular part of the body does or part of the digestive tract. So the importance of pH is that we always want it to be between about 6.4 and 6.7 in the hindgut. So pH is the level of acidity in the body. So 7 being neutral. So anything less than 7 is acidic and anything more than 7 is basic or alkaline. So anything less than seven, so you can, in a hindgut, if we have 6.4 to 6.7, it's slightly acidic. But what we don't want to have happen is that acidity to drop below that because then it becomes too acidic. And the reason for this is because all those bacterial populations that are living in that hindgut, they have to be able to survive. And the way they survive is having optimal conditions for them. Optimal conditions can be food source, pH, temperature. So if a certain bacterial population doesn't have the right pH or the right food source, they start to die and other ones start to thrive. So the connection now between the diet and leaky gut and this fermentation process is that it's the over-fermentation of starches and sugars that produce lactic acid. And this lowers the pH. So it goes from being slightly acidic in the optimal range where we want to see it, and it starts to become too acidic. Healthy bacteria start to die, and unhealthy bacteria start to thrive. This is where things start to tip over for the horse, and it starts in the digestive system in the hindgut. If the pH of the hindgut drops too low for too long, its structure and function becomes compromised. And so maybe we don't know because it's such a dynamic process, you know, maybe the pH dips a little bit from day to day, from hour to hour. But what I'm talking about here is just long-term acidity in the body. And it's not just about the hindgut. We don't want to see a real acidic condition anywhere in the body because it affects all body systems, not just the hindgut. 
But in particular, it can start to cause damage uh, to the intestinal lining of the hindgut. The other issue with acidity is it causes a lot of inflammation in the body, including the joints. So we always want to make sure that what we're feeding our horses, the lifestyle we're creating is not to promote high acidity in the body anywhere. So this is called cecal acidosis. So out there on Google, if you're doing research, they're used kind of interchangeably between cecal acidosis or leaky gut. I just use the term leaky gut because it's just my preference is just the easy way to say it. But the formal name for it is cecal acidosis because it happens in the cecum and it's an acidosis, meaning high acid levels. So as bacteria start to die off, when the hindgut becomes more acidic, more toxins are released into the hindgut. So now we're starting to create kind of a toxic cocktail in that hindgut. The acids and toxins in the hindgut then start to damage the intestinal lining. And once that damage starts to get too carried away, it starts to become permeable, meaning it allows things to pass between the general body system and the hindgut through that intestinal lining. Toxins that start to migrate into general circulation can include waste products, unfriendly bacteria, parasite toxins, and maldigested proteins. And I'm going to get to all the issues that can arise because of those things. But one of the things I can help you connect right now is if all those toxins, including those pathogens, are leaking out into the general body system, one of the first places it goes is the feet because it's such an important circulation pathway in the horse. There's tons of circulation going on. In fact, the hooves have been considered kind of a heartbeat onto itself because it pumps blood all the way up the leg, right? And down again. So all those toxins are circulating now really affects the lymph and the immune system, but it also will really go after a lamina, especially if it's already sensitive. This is the process of auto-intoxication. So cecal acidosis and leaky gut are what we call this general acidity in the hindgut. But when you start to leak toxins into the general body system, it is now auto-intoxication. And auto-intoxication can cause a lot of health problems. So when things start to become damaged in the intestinal lining, what actually happens is the mucosal lining starts to fall apart. The integrity weakens and now uh, the mucus is no longer a protective barrier. So toxins, bacteria, viruses, food particles too. And there's a lot of food allergies that can take place in horses because of this, because there's so much of the immune system sitting in that gut. Things like gluten, they make a big difference. Preservatives, chemicals, all those things that we find in many feed bags out there too. So then those tight junctions in the villi on the intestinal lining start to become less tight and there starts to be space in between them. And now that the mucosal membrane is kind of weakening and falling apart, that just provides a little bit of a highway for things to pass between general circulation and the inside of the gut. Auto intoxication can wreak havoc on all the other body systems. There's not one that's safe when you've got that much toxicity flying around the body. But the first thing that gets affected is the hooves. So those of you that are working on laminitis, especially if you have a horse with insulin resistance, because typically those horses have had a history or are currently on a lot of starch and sugar. And so it's that over fermentation that starts this process in the first place. So that's just something always uh, pay attention to gut health with laminitis. 
Respiratory issues can be an issue as well. So it affects all the immune systems in the body from the respiratory tract, um, skin conditions as well. I actually see a fair number of skin conditions with leaky gut. They're not always present, but it's common. You can get things like unexplained hive outbreaks. They're itchy, lots of itchy horses out there uh, with a leaky gut. And sometimes the gut is the last thing you're thinking about because it's the skin you're worried about. You're just worried about trying to provide relief for your horse. Uh, Meanwhile, that gut is starting to generate a lot of toxicity in the body. Thrush infections. These infections mostly indicate leaky gut when the trim is really good. You've done thrush treatment. It goes away for a little while and then comes back again. It's kind of those uh, low-grade infections that just keep cropping up. And for whatever reason, you just can't seem to get a handle on it. If that's the case and it's just being that stubborn, definitely look towards hindgut health for those two. Allergies. This can be any type of allergies from respiratory allergies, but also the food allergies. You got to really watch food allergies in horses that have a leaky gut as well because their immune system is just on fire all the time because of all the toxicity and the particles flying around the body that are aggravating the immune system. And the immune system's like, is this good for us? Is this bad for us? Like, what do we do? Do we jump into action? And so it's always on alert. It's always working. And you end up with just a ton of general inflammation all through the body because of it. And so that's, you know, if you're working on a horse and things are very confusing and there's flare-ups and you're not really sure why the immune system is um, acting so erratic, definitely this is something you want to pay attention to is supporting hindgut health. You can manage a lot of the toxicity in the body uh, by just making sure you're supporting that hindgut. Then the liver and kidneys can become burdened with a toxic load, which can cause other health problems. And as I mentioned, particularly of the immune system. So the liver and kidneys are your elimination organs. So they're at work all the time trying to metabolize and eliminate toxins from the body. That's their job. Um, And that's why you know, when you have a high toxic load in a horse, whether it's chemicals or preservatives or things that um, are come from their hay, their forage, or medications, for example, the liver and the kidneys are always affected, it seems to be first. But in the background, of course, it's affecting everything, including the hindgut. So making sure we're supporting the liver and kidneys is also important, especially if you think that your horse may have had a leaky gut for a long period of time. Now, Whenever you're trying to detect leaky gut because there's no real solid diagnostic tool for it, you're kind of looking for the overall profile. You're always looking at risk factors too, like what's happened in this horse's history, what's the diet been like. Uh, But that being said, anxiety is one of the symptoms as well that I have seen in a lot of horses. It absolutely can affect the nervous system and brain health as well. All that toxicity in the body, because, you know, the vagus nerve is communicating between the gut and the brain. There's an absolute highway there of communication. And so I have seen horses get real anxious and the behavior changes sometimes pretty quick, but it seems to be unexplained. A horse can go from being real chill and calm. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of seems to progress. But it's not anxiety alone, right? You want to look at all the risk factors, the history, and also make sense of other signs or symptoms in in the profile as well. But if you've got a horse that all of a sudden they just seem to be allergic to everything, they're breaking out in hives 
here and there, not really sure why. Chronic type infections or even the rain rot, mud fever, scratches, those types of things. And they come, they go, you can't seem to get a handle on them. It's all of those things. And then if you have kind of that anxiety or nervous system issue or breakdown at the same time, often you kind of start that process of healing that leaky gut and everything starts to settle down. So another important point to make is that leaky gut also contributes to ulcers, both hindgut and foregut. And the reason this happens is because the excess acid triggers the release of histamines throughout the intestinal tract. Histamines then trigger more acid production, specifically more hydrochloric acid in the stomach. Because ulcers are diagnosable, foregut ulcers are diagnosable, you might have a diagnosis for ulcers and that's all you're focused on healing. Meanwhile, there's a ton of toxicity circulating in the body because there's also a leaky gut issue at the same time. This is a real holistic point of view to not just get too narrow focused on one thing because there could be an underlying cause just perpetuating the thing that you're trying to run around and put a band-aid on. So also just being aware of how these things work together can go a long ways in your approach or having a successful approach. If you are ready to dive into the world of holistic horse health and all it has to offer, I invite you to join me for my 12-week online signature program, Healing Horses Their Way. This program only runs once per year, and I'm excited to announce the doors are now open to welcome the class of 2024. Registration is now open. Inside, you'll learn how to formulate natural health programs using diet, lifestyle, single nutrients, herbs, and homeopathic remedies. And this course will also empower you with the tools and confidence you need to make informed decisions and take charge of your horse's health. If you want to learn more or you're ready to register, you can look in the show notes for the links. There's one link that will take you to a page to learn more about the program and how it's run. And the other link is just to get registered right away. I can't wait to welcome you. So I would say in my experience with laminitis and equine metabolic syndrome and insulin resistance, leaky gut is a primary cause because it's not diagnosed. It gets missed a lot. So I always just tell people like we need just to clean up the terrain first, make sure that there's no sources of toxicity affecting those feet. I think it's pretty common knowledge that toxicity absolutely affects the lamina and causes a lot of inflammation and in many horses, a lot of pain that goes with it. But we also want to make sure that, you know, we're looking at the whole body. So one of the ways I can kind of detect if horse has got leaky gut that also has laminitis is if the owner's already doing quite a lot. So sometimes an owner will have a laminitic horse or an episode, they'll have their first episode come in into spring and they jump into action. They get this horse on a low sugar diet. They get the trim figured out, make sure that they've got a healthy hoof situation and then nothing helps. And they're just standing there and they're still sore and nothing they seem to do with the diet helps. So they've already got the horse in a low sugar diet. Sometimes they're even soaking by this point. And they've already removed everything else that could be high in sugar or detrimental to the hooves from the diet. They've kind of got a real basic, simple plan laid out. They've got the horse in boots and their horse is still sore. And that just tells me it's coming from the inside. So that in those cases, definitely like I just go straight for the gut health and just make sure that we eliminate any chance of um, toxicity being generated from that. 
Other symptoms of leaky gut, so we talked about the different conditions and the different body systems that it affects, but weight loss, irritability, poor concentration, fatigue, colic, bloating or distension, poor appetite, and diarrhea. So all the digestive symptoms, right? We've got bloating in here, diarrhea, loss of appetite. They're just kind of feeling sick all the time and even weight loss. So it affects the metabolism too. So all of these things uh, play a role here. So in, in the health profile. So make sure that you're looking at the whole entire picture and a leaky gut horse is not going to have all of those things, but they're just indicators. And mostly I'd be looking at like what other health conditions are happening for this horse. Is it low grade infections? Is it skin flare-ups or allergies or their food allergies that weren't there before. All those things that you just necessarily can't put your finger on. So make sure that you look at the whole profile, look at the signs and symptoms and the other condition that your horse may be struggling with. So factors that lower the pH. So now we know what it is, what it causes, kind of what to look for as far as symptom picture goes and how it starts with the over-fermentation of starches and sugars. Now we're going to talk about all the factors that lower the pH. Lowering the pH really affects the microbiome. This is why this is a problem. So we talked about that bacteria starting to die off and other bacterial populations starting to thrive. And now we are going to talk about kind of what other factors play a role there so that you can practice, not only practice prevention, but you know what to change or what to look at uh, if you think your horse may have a leaky gut. So the first thing is forage, and that's just basically starch and sugar. So if your horse is on pasture full time, they've been struggling with laminitis, you know, maybe they have an insulin resistant diagnosis, maybe not, maybe they're showing signs, maybe they're not. But being on grass full time like that, like right through from spring through to fall in a horse with leaky gut, it's going to be almost impossible to heal that gut just because you're just going to keep feeding those unfriendly bacteria. You're still going to be contributing to um, high acid levels in the gut. So we have to find a way in many of those cases to pull them off grass. Um, And sometimes they can be introduced later a little bit. It just depends on the horse, the tolerance level. The next thing we want to do is watch the feed, right? Any other feeds aside from forage or hay, we really want to watch what goes in their mouth. Everything that goes in their mouth with a horse with leaky gut where there's, um, you know, damage to the intestinal lining matters. And so I watch every single ingredient on an ingredient list uh, for these particular horses. And if I have a question mark, I remove it anyways. I just don't take any chances until we're sort of past the point where I know things are starting to get better. The other thing about forage too is sugar levels in hay. So make sure that you're trying to get a hay analysis if you can, making sure that the sugar levels are within range. Stress too. So stress is one of the underlying causes of equine disease as well, but it also creates a lot of acidity in the body and it really affects the digestive system and how it functions. And so we also want to be mindful that we're not adding any stress to a horse that you think might have some gut health problems because it just is an obstacle. It's an obstacle to progress. Dewormers, of course, because they're chemicals, they're designed to kill parasites. So they also affect the microbiome. They do kill uh, populations of bacteria as well. So that's something you just want to be careful that you're being responsible about. And I can't really give general information to every single horse in the world because it's not going to apply. And I don't want to give you incorrect information 
But part of just being responsible with that is like, if you know your horse has a leaky gut, just based even on this podcast, like you're like, this is my horse. Let's not put any more chemicals into them until you can kind of take some steps to see if you get some improvement. Because if you put more chemicals into them, such as dewormers, and they don't even have parasites, it's kind of an unnecessary sort of obstacle, again, to moving forward with a recovery. So sometimes I'll say, let's just hold on, see if we can get some improvement first for a month, get the gut stronger first. And if we're pretty sure this horse is high risk for parasites or may have a high egg count, then yes, let's deworm. Um, And again, I don't want to give advice to every single horse in the world because types of parasites, depending on where you are and the chemical you use, all of that is going to be different depending on your situation. Medication, of course, you know, like non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, big cause of ulcers, but all medications alter the microbiome. It is a source of toxicity, every single medication, just because they are synthesized. They're not natural to the body. So they absolutely can cause side effects. And they do that by killing healthy cells in a lot of cases. So we just want to be responsible about the medication use and be aware of it if you see a leaky gut symptom picture in your horse and age. So the longer these horses are exposed to the risk factors, the more likely they are to have a leaky gut later in their life, for sure. So if you've got a horse and then they're ticking along just fine, and then all of a sudden they get 16, 17 years old and start some strange things start happening. And and I just hear this from so many owners. They'll just say like, I don't know what happened. My, my horse is fine. And then the hair coat kind of went south and my hooves start cracking and he had his first laminitic episode. So if you kind of start seeing some of the symptoms I described in this podcast emerge, then just I wouldn't hesitate. I would just start cleaning up the diet first, watching the stress levels, add a probiotic so you can go back and re-listen to my podcast episode and just see if you get some improvement there. So the excess fermentation of sugars and carbohydrates absolutely cause leaky gut and they're found in grain, commercial feeds and grass. So that's really what you're looking for here. Watch your feed bag always. There are other things too, though, that cause imbalances in the microbiome and that cause excess acidity. Excess proteins in alfalfa. So high alfalfa diets can be really damaging to the microbiome. So I also did a podcast on that, on alfalfa, what you should know. So you can go and listen to that episode if you haven't already. Dietary oils as well. You got to watch dietary oils. They're not all created equal. Some of them really are more toxic than you think and can go rancid and things like that. So watch your oils. In fact, I don't even recommend concentrated oils unless I think there's a major deficiency in essential fatty acids. But other than that, I just like to feed horses whole food. Like that's what their body knows the best. Watch for all the byproducts on your ingredient list, artificial flavorings or colorings. I always stay away from dairy byproducts as well, like whey. So you're looking for whey on your ingredient list, W-H-E-Y. So I just don't think horses should be eating dairy products. That's not what they were designed to do. They're designed to eat plants and eat things grown from the earth. So I stay away from anything that comes from cows or any other animal for that matter. And of course, you're going to want to watch for molasses. Molasses is in a lot of different things. It helps with formulation. A little bit of molasses here or there is not going to cause a leaky gut or insulin resistance. But over time, if you've got a really sensitive horse, there's damage already, then make sure that you don't add anything extra that you don't need to. 
So that's really where I want to leave it today. You've got some ideas on what to watch for, how to detect it, and some diet changes that you can maybe make, not just for recovery, but also for prevention. You can go back to my episodes on the microbiome and probiotics just to kind of help complete that picture for you on how important hindgut health is to the rest of the body. Thanks for tuning in as usual, and we'll see you next week. 